was excessive. That, yeah. You're welcome. That was a little, was a little excessive. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Orion <laughs> Podcast. My name is Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. Welcome. At Jackson Kayak, our roots run deep in moving water, in rivers. We got our start as a whitewater kayak company. And then the first fishing or dedicated fishing kayak was the Kusa. And the Kusa was designed from the ground up to be a river fishing kayak. And what does that mean? It means that it can go and handle moving water, light whitewater, rapids, tight areas where you need to be maneuverable and need to be able to turn, but also not sacrificing the features that help you get out on the water and catch fish. That line progressed and eventually became the Kusa HD. And the Kusa HD kind of evolved and took it to that next step. It added even more features and deck layout for an angler, but it didn't sacrifice the performance needed to get through moving water and get to those places that other anglers might not be able to get to. And now we launched the Kusa X. And the Kusa X is that evolution, that next step in the Kusa line of Jackson Kayak. The neat thing about the Kusa X is that this was a team effort from the Jackson Kayak River paddlers, all coming together, giving their input, and having a say in what they'd like to see in this new kayak. From the concept, being a part of the development team was just incredible, because it was a lot of folks with a lot of input that each one of them had specific needs or wants that they would love to have seen in a boat. We built it for people that want to get in moving water and have all the functionality of an updated and modern fishing kayak. We've actually kind of gone back to some white water, moving water roots. I mean, this thing is nimble. At the same time, it's incredibly stable. I've crawled all over this boat, fore, aft, didn't matter what I was doing, and I never felt like I was going to tip over. Give me a moving water, it wasn't a problem. The Kusa X is built for the river angler. That angler that wants to get to those areas that are a little bit harder to reach, a little bit harder to get to, where the fish haven't seen as many baits come by. You may have to run through some mild white water or get through some moving water or under trees or around rocks and be very maneuverable to get to where that X is, that X that the Kusa marks the spot. The highlight of this boat being designed by the Jackson Kayak Fishing Team is that a lot of features that you think that you really want in a boat, well, they're there. So in two strokes, I can do a 180 in this platform, and that's what makes it such a great platform for running moving water. I feel like it really handles, you know, the fast-moving water really well because you can um, kind of get into some areas that you wouldn't be able to get into with another boat. This is not just a boat that's going to be great for people who are really efficient at running rapids. This is going to be a boat that is great for any level of experience. Uh, if you want to learn to fish rivers or even small water, um, this would be great. Oh, it's a great boat, especially for the Coosa River here. It's, uh, it's just an ultimate river kayak. For river fishing kayak, I'm looking for something that's stable. It's easy to maneuver, you know, in current. It's awesome. Great seat, very high, a lot of rod storage, ton of deck space, really, really stable. It's got a ton of maneuverability into it. So if you're a fan of the Kusa series, this would be right up your alley. It's been awesome and it's handled everything we've thrown at it today. Everybody came together, they put their input in, and what came out of it is an awesome river fishing kayak, the Kusa X. The Kusa X, a Team JK signature watercraft.
So you have that. Yeah, that was, almost a, that was almost a movie. That was almost a movie. It was a good <laughs> movie, though. I can't wait. I, I tell they're you both, this. They're much. both cool. Tell you this much. I cannot wait for me and you to have one of those here, maybe two, and get into some mischief. We're good at that. I. You remember the Creek Show? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> thinking we drag them down the hill at the golf course, like mm-hmm. just right there at the road by the old tennis courts, drag that dude right down in there, and off we go. I don't know where we end up. I don't know which way we go if we go up. Yeah, we might want to map that out and figure out where our uh, where our truck where our truck is going to pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably go up. That's usually the last time we tr- the last time we tried that in the John boat and smoked the batteries. We almost ended up somewhere south called Medora. <laughs> uh, further than that, no, it would have been all all the way down. It would have been a ride. It might have been Tunnelton before they found us. I don't know. It would have been a long walk. I'm telling you that right now. But no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting that boat in my hands and doing a little paddling, man. Paddling yeah. sounds fun, honestly. You know, all this fishing and all this stuff and, you know, getting out and doing a little paddling on the river kind of sounds like a little uh, little bow hunting, which you just recently had some success in over the weekend. Just a little bit. That was probably the toughest week of hunting I've ever had. Yeah. The weather couldn't make up its mind, which is one of the things that killed you. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just post-rut, and yeah, it warmed up just a little bit. Um, we had some cold mornings, I mean, down low 30s. But just uh, that, po- I mean, they, they were just, they literally, the last bucks I had moving in daylight was the 19th. And I think we got home the 21st or 22nd. So, I mean, they were just, they flat out exhausted and just laying low for a while. It was just terrible, terrible timing. Yeah. I noticed that, uh, when we <clears throat> went out on Saturday night, we took a cruise up to, uh, next town <clears throat> up and, uh, going across the field up there and noticed the, the field was full of does. And that right there is the telltale sign. That the rut is pretty much wound winding itself down when you see them all grouped up about like that again, and yeah, it was done. I mean, I, even at right at dusk, I was not seeing a whole lot of movement by anything whatsoever. Um, I just I got lucky. I saw I saw four deer total all week, and one of them was the same deer I saw twice, and that was a little fawn. Um, it was born back in the spring, and that's the only thing that saved her because um, I had her at sixteen yards on my first day. So, well, and yeah, you know, Ryan Cooler did take one one doe back. So, yeah, yeah, it uh, actually she rode in the junk cooler because I needed the ice to melt and pull the blood <laughs> out of the meat, right? Um, and and age it a little bit. And had I put her in the Orion, it would have just been one big frozen block of ice. So, it yeah. uh, I I had well the only reason I say that I had some extra ice in the Orion and I pulled it out tonight to put it on on her and the other cooler and. It was a solid chunk. I had to take a big screwdriver and bust it all apart. So I tell you what, it's supposed to, it's going to drop down here again tonight, man. I've probably got an Orion in my truck that is going to be ice by the end of the day tomorrow. And I got to go clean it out and get it ready to bring back in and put over there. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I looked at, I use several different apps, you know, just kind of their predictive algorithms and stuff. 
uh, as we go through season, just as any advantage you can get, you know, when you're limited on time and traveling to hunt, try and pick dates and stuff. And uh, Drury Outdoors has got one called DeerCast, and they've got, I mean, decades of information in their predictive algorithm. And the whole time I was home, it was showing poor or bad on uh, deer movement. And, of course, tomorrow morning, we just got home yesterday, and tomorrow morning it's showing good and great. So I uh, I hope my trail camera lights up and at least shows me that there's something moving through that transition area I was hunting over. But, yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, I I had some monsters on camera during the rut, and uh, one deer in particular that I was after for about eight days straight last year. So we got a little history, and I'm hoping he makes it through another winter, and I've got his dates lined up for next year already. So <laughs> his calling card has been placed. Yeah, I will, I will not mess that up again. Well, I mean, you know, when you're running from Indiana to Pennsylvania, that's and, and juggling it's, dad life and married it's life. Tough. And, yeah, it's tough. You know, when you're eight, eight hours away, I mean, if I'm by myself on a hunting trip, I can do it in seven and a half uh, <clears throat> and save a little bit of time. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, looking, trying to schedule weeks off or vacations, you know, two months out uh, without really knowing, you know, what the weather pattern is going to do. And, you know, if you get any cold fronts coming in or, you know, rain or storms or you're going to get hit with an early snow or you just, you don't know, uh, you know, that early on. So you try and do your best to to guess and pick dates you think are going to work and traditionally have in the past. And I was probably about four or five days early this year um, on that November hunt. So right. my October, my October hunt got thrashed with some hot weather. I mean, it was dang near 80 most days. Um, we were home for that trip. And then, yeah, I was just a, a little bit early on uh, the November trip. My last day, I think that I ended up having to, to shuttle off that morning. Um, wife and kids got sick and had come home a day early. And I think that last day probably would have been, would have been prime. I was at the base of my tree and had one stick around it getting ready to start my climb. I was going to hunt at least a half a day and I could hear deer walking around me in the dark. So, but it is what it is. So we got to yeah. take the, the days we get and, and make the best of them. You know, that's, you brought up a pretty good point talking about apps. You know, I know for me, I've got a few different apps I use. Obviously Google Earth, everybody knows it's no, no secret at this point in time. Um, one of the other apps I use now, I used to use Navionics, but I've actually moved over to CMAP. I really like it uh, yep. very well for, you know, lake structure and different things like that. But you know, when I'm going someplace that I've never been and I'm going fishing, I really like to get on Fishbrain app. Um, not that I'm in any way, shape or form affiliated with Fishbrain, but they do this little thing. And if you pay for the app, you can usually see it. Um, people get on there and log their catches. Mm. Well, what I like to do, you know, if I'm they're, going, <laughs> going to the lake somewhere, I look for clusters. They're, they're eager to share. They're eager share, to share. Share um, information they should probably keep to themselves. You should have kept that one to yourself or placed the pin way over somewhere else that's not near the area where you caught them. But I do, I like to use the Fish Brain app, which I don't think it's as popular as it used to be. Mm -hmm. But you can still go back, look at the history, and find these clusters. <clears throat> and you, you know, you'll see a point 
where you've just got like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different fish caught. Yeah. That's all been caught on this one area. And it's I'm telling you, it's there's been some times that that when you don't know the lay of the land and you're running and gunning like that, man, it can it can really pay for itself as far as yeah. being able to find fish and take a successful uh, unsuccessful trip to a successful place. Um, especially it's funny. when you're traveling. It's funny you say that. Cause I mean, on the hunting side, we obviously, we work with on X maps now. Um, mm-hmm. but previously we worked with another, another company, um, that had some pretty cool things going on early on. Then they kind of tapered off on new features and then management kind of got, squirrely but anyway they had a sort of a, a similar feature within the the mapping uh app that they had and trying to kind of build a their own little social media interface on the inside of that and you could log information like that whether it was a you know a harvest or a kill or whatnot and you know whether or not you've seen something here or that and the other and you, you could actually if you weren't careful because you could select privacy levels and what information was shared and things like that but if if you weren't careful and didn't catch some of that you might wind up posting information that you didn't want to be public and especially on public ground i mean that guys work their tail off to to find animals and find good spots and that uh not necessarily information you would give away for free to anyone and everyone no definitely not on public ground especially you know you get a get a big swath of public ground where everybody you know everybody's hunting i mean that's that's gold you know if it takes i mean it's good and it's bad um it right. can it can really help someone that's novice i think maybe put together yeah. you know it, when either it's a point um or transition in fishing or in hunting it might be a saddle a pinch point somewhere where everything's kind of drawn up together where you know yeah. you can see where there's a lot been a lot of deer travel come through there but yeah, at the same time, if that's your like favorite hunting spot that you've been in for years and years and years, and you thought nobody knew about it, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, uh, I wonder what happened to that that big old yeah, buck. Or I, I, I think there'd be instances where it would probably be okay. So there's some units in Colorado, for instance, where it would take me 24 points, basically a lifetime, mm-hmm. to possibly to possibly draw this tag in this unit, and you know. For a resident, it might be 15, 16, 18 points, somewhere in there. When it's seldomly hunted by the same guy like that, I think that's an instance where providing that kind of information might be okay. Yeah. Because um, there's very few tags allowed in that unit to begin with. Um, but, yeah, if it's, I mean, if it's an over-the-counter unit or something of that nature, it's just, it's not going to be something where you want that information out there. I wouldn't think so. But, you know, I mean, a lot of these apps, you know, you, you just sit here and I type it in, you, you can pull up on X hunt wise. Um, and, you know, it mixes in with some different, different things that uh, like there's hiking maps and different topo maps that show different things. Hunting stand, GPS, hunting tools. I mean, there's a bazillion of them out there now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's a bunch and some are better than others and they've all got kind of their own features. Um, you just kind of you got to kind of pick and choose and try them out. I've, I've tried a couple, um, and I know what I'm looking for in one of them at this point. And on X has been, been really good. This is the second time around we've used it. And there's been a ton of improvements since the previous time we used it. 
Um, it's it's gotten much faster. Um, they've added some new stuff. 3D mapping is one of them. Um, yep. And when you're you know when you're really scouting out west and trying to get the lay of the topography and stuff, that 3D mapping is just invaluable um, to kind of get you know the real bird's eye view on how everything lays and what a drainage looks like or a canyon or a saddle or you know all that different stuff and the bluff that you might fall off of. Yeah, been there, that's kind of handy. That's kind of handy. Um, the one thing I would like to see them improve, and we were kind of talking about that today, is their their wind feature. Um, they do give you the wind direction for a mm-hmm. set waypoint and um, the speed of that wind, but I would like to see more of a wind cone. Um, kind of gives you that smoke and shows you, you know, how far the scent might carry. Um, yeah. Things of that nature. There's a few other apps that have it. I think that's something that if they added would really kind of complete what they've got going on. Yeah. And that's one of the things I actually like about the sea map really well for fishing, especially kayak fishing. Um, because I can tell which way it, you know, I get arrows that pop up over the lake and I can really see which way that, um, everything is running across the lake. So I know kind of how to plan my route the best I can, you know, can I get over here? Can I make this run? So to speak, mm-hmm. how, how's that run going to be? And yeah. that's definitely paid for itself a few times as far as, you know, being able to plan and looking at where I want to be. And if I want to fight it all day, or if I want to find a place where I can make a run, get back in yeah, and tuck yeah. in and fish yeah. in a good area. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it'll wear your, you know, it'll wear your butt out trying to sit there and fight the wind just to make casts all day. Just trying to hold your position. Says the guy that we made paddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a, Let's, Let's make that run across the lake. Yeah, all right. We come out. It's blowing. It's blowing at our back right now. And since like, we come out of that freaking coming? finger, as <laughs> soon as we come out of that freaking finger, it was blowing right in our face the whole rest of the way across there. Yeah, and but you know Whisper that Mountain. lake is Tucker Lake is infamous. It's like you will paddle. It does, and Brummett will tell you this too. It doesn't, doesn't matter which direction you go. It does not matter which direction you go. By the time you get to your destination. The wind's blowing the other way, and you got to turn around and go back. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kim, yeah, my wife, absolutely. Every time I take her, it's like the it's all peaceful and calm. I get her out there, and then it's like, hello, wind. Yeah, give me pedals on that lake all day long. Yeah, it definitely needs pedals. Um, talking about apps, so this is kind of off the subject. We're both. So if people at home don't know, Zach and I both are social media managers. It's kind of one of the things that we do. And if you uh, haven't figured it out, we have no guests tonight. We're just rambling about random stuff. Congratulations <laughs> to you guys. You get to listen to this. Everybody just left. Um, so I was exploring around finding apps. The other day, talking about hunting apps and different things. Go wild. I don't know if you've yep. looked at this app or not, but there's a I, lot of cool stuff on this thing. And I mean, it's like I, this. I've played with it a little bit and we could actually, we could get the owner of that on here. Um, that would be cool. It's, they've got some cool stuff. I've not put a whole lot of time into it. It's more of a, a social media platform for outdoorsmen and women. Um, there's actually ways to build points within the app and get you yep. discounts on new gear, which is pretty cool. They got several companies they work with and, and offer their gear through kind of an online store within the app. It's, yep. it's a pretty cool idea. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely gained some traction um, since I first found out about it probably four or five years ago. Um, I really, I've only posted on there once or twice. Maybe I just, 
you know how it is, you know, when we're on, when we're on social all day long, the last thing you want to do is get on another social media app. But I do think as far as, you know, outdoor stuff goes, it's one place you don't have to worry about your stuff being policed or shadow banned or anything like that. And you can get on there and see the stuff you want to see. Yeah. I mean, you sit here and look at it, you know, log, log trophies for hundreds of different species. Um, there's the point system and, unlock rewards for gear discounts like you were saying and there again the blog thing i think is is one of the cool features that really caught my eye because it gives the og writers a place that might not be video savvy a place to post and you know when you're flipping social media if sometimes when the picture hits you right you got to stop it and read it and there's just people i think too that i like to stop and read what they write Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100%. mean, bottom line. Yeah, the guy. We, well, the guy we had on here a couple of weeks ago was, you know, a prime example that anytime Adam takes the time to write something, I take the time to read it because I know it's going to yeah. be good. Um, yeah, he spent years years writing for Peterson's bow hunting, and um, he's at, he's doing some super cool stuff. They're on one of their uh, their club trips right now over in Germany, visiting the Leica factory, which is amazing. Yeah, that's a pretty um, wild trip. Yeah, that that's a a bucket list item probably for sure, I would imagine. So we haven't we haven't had just a solo episode since episode 14 where we kind of went through and talked about the different guests that we've had on this show, which has been again another amazing run of different guests that we've had since episode 14. Um what's been your favorite here since episode 14 as we kind of have bounced our way to episode 22. Man, it's hard, it's hard for me to think back just off the top of my head and, and figure out who we've had. Um, but I know, you know, a couple guys, well, I mean, I, I got to reconnect with Colin a little bit um, through social that day. And that was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. And it was awesome to get him on here and hear his story and what he's doing now. Um, a guy that's, you know, kind of been around and done what we're doing uh, in and found a little bit of a new path and what he wants to do. Um, and kind of, you know, hear about his fitness journey and what he's got going on there. That was, that was a really fun episode. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, last week getting to actually sit down and talk to Adam and, and figure out what the signature series events are all about. Um, and, uh, you know what they've got planned for the future. That so, was a lot of fun as well. I'm going to go back. One of my favorite ones thus far um in the from 15 up has been winter vanecki uh episode 15 oh yeah the uh the olympic uh skier freestyle skiing um gosh just such an amazing story and what she's accomplished and how far she's come in such a such a short time man it's really been very unbelievable what she's accomplished at such a young age again yeah it makes me feel like i need to do more than what i currently do which i don't know if that's possible or not yeah Um, i didn't i didn't realize that was an episode after our last solo and yeah that was that that story was was one for the books for sure I, i hope to get her back on here at some point in the future but it's it's been cool just to watch her since then um just with training and they're starting to hit snow now and and all that stuff. It's, it's just a super cool, uh, very motivational story for sure. And then, um, Josiah Pleasant was another one. Um, he was episode 18 mm-hmm. and 
what an amazing story, the journey that he's got going on um, there in Alaska. There's there's a lot more there to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, just the different adventures. I mean, every time that he could come on this podcast, he would likely have a different adventure story from Alaska to tell us how is Alaska not an adventure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, and speaking of, you know, Alaska and the Arctic Circle and all that, I know it was prior to that, but Yeti and Yolo have been on a massive adventure since then and done some super yep. cool stuff. And we look forward to having them back in the future because they've been up that way and, and you know, drove around up in that, you know, the Northwest Territories and the Arctic Circle and all that stuff. And they've just got a super cool, super cool story to share after all that. I'm sure that was an unreal experience. Yeah, that would be, uh, again, it's almost every guest except for episode 16. The <laughs> I, I would like to have almost every person back yeah. that we have had on this podcast so far. It's just absolutely incredible what people have gone on to do. I, I mean, even since the podcast, you know, Jameson for Jameson Redding, episode four, he yeah. has he's, launched his TV the, show. Yeah. And now he's out filming round two, you know. It's crazy. Um, Jason Castillo, our very first guest, uh, he, you know, he's got some got new things. Got a full season in the, in the books, yeah. Full season in the books. Um, and then he's got some new things in the hopper that, I mean, are very cool that's going to gonna be head turners. And that's cool stuff. Nick Troutman wrote a book, dude. Yeah. A children's book. I don't know where he finds the time. Yeah, episode two of the Orion podcast. Dick Troutman wrote a book. Great book. I bought it. Buy it on Amazon. Um, it's the little girl that could, I believe, is the proper title. I need to look so I don't. Sorry, Nick, if you happen to catch this. I'm trying not to botch the title of your book. But it was a great book. My wife read it. She loved it. And, I mean, unstoppable what he's been able to do. Let's see here. I buy a lot of kayak fishing pedals. Yeah, it's The Little Girl <laughs> That Could by Nick Troutman on Amazon. So if you guys are in the market for a good children's book for Christmas, highly recommend Nick's book. It's a, it's a great book. I have to get that one for the girls. Yeah, you would you would like it, actually. It's it's really good. Um, Gosh, man, then there's, there's so much more. I mean, you talked about Yeti and Lolo, YOLO, and then we've had... Chris Funk, Matt Ball, I mean, Dustin Nichols. There's just been one great podcast right after another. Uh, Lane, Fred. Yeah. Lane's been on some cool stuff this year. I've been watching his stuff. Fred's out bird hunting right now. He's he's finished up a couple awesome tags, uh, his mountain goat hunt. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's what this podcast was, was meant to be about from the very beginning, right? Adventure. Adventure. And... I think it's uh I think it's been that way so far. Yeah, it's uh you know, we I mean we've got a whole laundry list of guests that we haven't been able to talk to yet. It's a busy time of year, uh, you know, trying to get in with get different guys and their schedules and and all that stuff, you know, just with hunting season and trying to prep for, you know, show season and, and travel and, and all that stuff. It just makes it tough to kind of coordinate sometimes. Yeah, I, you know, and show season, you know, we were just talking before this whole thing started and it's like, 
December is here in a couple of days and December is really that last little bit of time to get ready before everything really starts to go again. Boat shows start ATA. I mean, really well, I got eight ATA. Then I'll have world archery festival in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, shortly after that's indoor nationals in Louisville. And then I think the next big one will be the Reading Trail Shoot out in California. So I'll I'll be doing some travel this year. Um, it, it's going to be nuts. When is uh when is Indoor Nationals? Just out of curiosity. It's usually in March. I think it's usually sometime around my birthday. Yeah, it's right it's in there. The later one. And then ATA in Indianapolis is always good. It's here, so that's not mm-hmm. as nice. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, boat show season starts for me. I'll be off to Louisville, I think is uh, my first one of the year. Um, don't know how many I'm going to do. I know one thing that we're going to do this this coming year in 2023, we're going to take Doc Talk, the other byproduct of the Orion podcast. We're going to do one of them live. That'll be cool. And from Canoe, Kentucky, one of our one of our other guests, Nathan Deppenbrock, um, we're going to take it into his shop and – we're going to have a Doc Talk Fun Tour live bonanza, if that's what you want to call it. Um, yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. Logistically and, logistically and technically, that should be fun. You're going to need more microphones. I'm going to need a lot more microphones. I'm just hoping not to screw it up, honestly. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a live podcast right there where people can ask questions in-house and you know, do a little chit chatting with some of the crew that works at CKY and then we'll have, um, yeah, some seminar type stuff. So that'll be fun. Uh, looking forward to that one. And I think that's actually going to be later down the road in March. I think we're looking at, if I remember right, it was March 25th. Yeah. That'd be good. Should be starting to warm up around then. Yeah, it should be. Hopefully we can get some people, uh, Get some people to take on some fancy new boats with them too. That would be fun. Yeah. But main thing is talking fishing with friends and family, and you know how it is when you're at ATA and the different places that you got to go. It's just good after, especially once you hit January and February when it's just miserable, cold here. Yeah. It's yeah. good to get out and see faces. Yeah, for sure. That's that's one reason we schedule our our big Disney trip in February when we do because we're sick of the cold here by then. So it's good to to get out and get south and get a little bit of warmth. Yeah, absolutely. So after that, what do you've got in store for what's the rest of 2023 look like for you as far as ideas? Where are we hunting? 23, uh, hopefully we get back out west, either Montana or Colorado, um, chasing elk again. That'll be good. And then past that, I don't know, we've, we've talked about – Alaska caribou. I don't know where we're at in the planning stages of that one. Uh, I'm sure it'll take some time, so I don't know if it'll happen in 23 now, maybe 24. Um, and then, you know, hopefully I've got this buck's number now, so hopefully we're able to put a good whitetail on the ground. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some fun stuff we can film around that. Hopefully, this buck might get a whole story named after him in the uh, chronicles of limestone media. And yeah. He's got a name now, so I've got I've got an idea where I want to put a food plot in, and hopefully that'll bring him to the farm a little earlier, a little more regularly, and we can put a tag on him. <laughs> if it rains around here next year. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, you got that, and then I'm gonna try to sucker you into at least one fishing trip this uh, this coming year. I got one. That'd be good. I think I got one out of state that I feel like you need to take. I feel like I kind of want to drag you to Kentucky for a weekend. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Hopefully, I can make it happen. Getting away is the hard part. So, well, and then uh, Project Pheasant Hunt. That's uh, that's one that's definitely still on our bucket list in the Dakotas. So, yeah, it'd be nice to make that one happen for sure. Yeah. So, if anybody wants to take me and Zach pheasant hunting, just hit us up, <laughs> drop a comment below. <laughs> We'd be happy to go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, new new boat. So, I've already got my new NAR. Um, it's ready to go. I've had it out a couple times, made its first few rounds. So, I got that boat ready. Just Tusa X for, you know, my paddle boat for the year. And, I'm pretty much ready. Yeah. Um, rumor has it there's going to be some new tournaments around to fish around here. So kind of excited about that. Might uh, might be jumping back into that a little bit. But we'll talk more on that later with another guest that I've kind of got lined up for that. Um, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be really yeah, good. Yeah, that'll, that'll be good. It's always, it's always nice to be able to itch that competition. You know, itch, scratch that competition itch that you get throughout the year and, and get out. I know it's one thing I've missed is, is shooting some 3D tournaments. So it'd be nice to be able to get out and shoot it. it, it, it nothing else. Get out and shoot some local 3Ds next summer, um, especially since I've already got a bow set up and ready to go. But yeah, and it, it is nice to get out and scratch that itch, but it's also nice to, I mean, go out, do the pictures, do the content work that we have been able to do. Yeah, there. That is just as much pressure sometimes as as the actual like fishing tournament because it's like, well, kind of need to catch something, kind of need yeah. to get this shot, kind of need to get that shot. I mean, just as much fun too. I mean, it's it is it's, you know when you enjoy it as much as we do spending that time behind the cameras, just as much fun as shooting or fishing or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, I think your mind's at a different work flow if that makes sense, because you're building yeah. something you're building, not chasing. And I think your mind kind of goes into a different place when you start to build something, you know, if it, it's like a kid playing with Legos, they just zone out and they can see where they're going with that build. Um, I kind of feel like that's kind of what taking pictures is like, where you just kind of have this visual imagination in your mind and you're just running around trying to make sure it all happens. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, expressing the creativity and trying to capture something that you've maybe never seen before or catch something from a new angle or you yeah. know, slow motion shots are always fun and, and just building stuff that captures someone else's attention and trying to bring them along on the, you know, on the journey. Yeah. And it's, I mean, like I said, a lot of ways that, that scratches that competition itch in a way, or I forget about it. Maybe some, I guess would be the best way to put it because I'm so enthralled or infatuated with getting the best picture that I possibly can in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you're always trying to learn and grow and, and get better at, you know, whatever craft you're, you're doing too. So it's, there's no shortage of that with photography and videography. That's, that's for sure. No, there's not as, so, you know, that takes us kind of back to Chris Funk and, you know, people just seen this doc talk or not doc talk, but just seen the video, the trailer for the Kusa X, um, which Chris Funk took 
a lot of photos for that. And shout out to him, man. One of our guests here, episode seven. Those were some of his best kayak fishing pictures that he's taken. And I get to look at them all. Yeah. And they were, they were so cool. And I, I'm still, I got to save some of them for winter because I run out of stuff when the water freezes. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the qualms of being a social media guy, right? You've always yeah, yeah. got to have, you can never have enough content to Mm-mm. keep things flowing. No. no and it's you... at a, at a point, especially for us, cause we, you know, we take a lot of photos too. We can't just continue to use our own photos over and over and over again, because then no. it just looks like we're, you know, self-promotion when we're running other companies pages. Um, yeah. but it's, 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 it's hard sometimes to find those guys that you can lean on for all that content. Yep. And, you know, it, uh, it takes a lot. I think that's what, you know, people, people look at social media and, and you see some of these pros doing it now so heavily. And, and there's a select few that are good with, yeah. um, what they do socially. Brandon Polnick, uh, is one of them and his cameraman, Kyle, they absolutely crush it time and time again but what people don't understand is how much freaking work Work. is involved (laughs) with that Uh, it is you know you get a hundred photos in the way that instagram's set up right now with um everything from carousels and reels and stories you can blow through a hundred photos a month yeah and, or more. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. And need more in a heartbeat. And, you know, I, there's a lot of people I just don't, they think, oh, well, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, these companies um, really look at that kind of stuff and they say, you know, they need somebody that's going to provide because it, you know, it, it takes us a lot of content to get through. I mean, We've got a yeah. whole fishing team, a whole whitewater team, but still there's always a need for more. I mean, and you guys yeah. have got staff. At- well, and even just for like my own personal brand page, you know, with Huntley, it, I mean, there's, I need throughout the year, I need more scheduled content only days to where yeah. that is the sole purpose of the day is to go out and create content. Um, not only for me, but, you know, just to, to do justice for the companies that I work with and the partnerships that I have um, and to be able to make sure I'm giving them the value that, you know, they deserve on their end too. What is our, just to kind of give everybody at home a quick <clears throat> run down here. What is our Lightroom, our combined Lightroom album at now? Oh, I, I don't know. I've got over 10,000 in my Lightroom total. Yeah. I want to say ours is approaching and it doesn't say. Yeah, I, it, I dare it, to say it's approaching fifteen hundred. It is. I'll tell you here in just a second. You're gonna make me look like I'm way off. It's gonna be like eight hundred. I can I feel it here. I don't. What we did we relabel that folder? Nah, it's just called yeah. fishing, but it's got everything. Uh, I think it's called Limestone Media House now. I renamed it. Um, oh. eight, I'm seeing eight hundred and seventy-seven. And that's, you know, on guess the, was right. Yep. it's on the low side uh, yeah. of what we've actually grabbed because that's, that's not yeah, everything we've, total. 
No, we've removed some. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm ten and a half thousand total in my Lightroom altogether. So, and that's that's four hours, four hours time roughly, and collecting probably three to four hundred a piece, and then yeah. cycling cycling it down from there. Yeah, and I mean, just to give you an example, I came back from our 2019 elk trip with over 1800 images and that did not include the video clips yeah and that's uh that was like a nine-day hunt that year i think i've cleaned my phone out twice and shoveled stuff off to my hard drive this year and i've got to actually do it again because it's full um yeah. and we've actually found ourselves buying google Google I've got to I've, I've got to find some sort of mass mass storage solution. Um, it looks like it's probably going to be some sort of network access storage. It's just so dang expensive. Um, Elon it's needs cheaper. To help it's, us out. it's cheaper than Google. Um, yeah. But you know you're looking at 24 terabytes and and two 12, 12 terabyte drives, and then since it is network access storage, I can still pop up on my phone or my iPad and, and access it from wherever I am, as long as I've got internet service. So that's the big advantage to it. Even though it's offloaded on another storage device, we can still grab it whenever we need it. And in the name of hunting and fishing, it's, yeah. it's insane. It really is. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of product photography in there, but at the same time, there's a ton of memories in there that, I otherwise wouldn't have if I wouldn't carry any camera. No, absolutely not. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's been one of the funnest things um, with what we've actually sat down and done this year is like there's just a lot of cool shots. And some of them are going to – there's a couple that I've got to get printed out and put on the wall in here because I haven't done that yet this year, and I usually do it in December. So that time is, is arriving. Um, so you might see some of your artwork in here on the wall here very, very soon. You, uh, you'll probably be the first one to print them because I have not printed. <laughs> you need to get on anything. I know, but uh, no, there'll be. Uh, there's definitely some in our combined album that I think I want to go back and grab. Um, you know, me and my wife was actually talking today, carrying around a camera. We've got probably more and better, clearer pictures of our grandkid now. Yeah, I'm that old. Yeah. In case anybody wanted to know, I'm <laughs> I'm in my 40s. It was early, okay? Um, oh. It was early. Um, but yeah, so we've got more pictures of her and clearer, better pictures than we've ever had. Just because, yeah. you know, cameras are better, phones are better. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah that was, you know, when I first got my first camera, that was a big conversation we had is, yeah, this is an expensive initial investment, but look at all of the awesome images that we will have from our vacations and trips and how, yep. you know, home life and just everything from here on out, for, you know, for the rest of the time. Cause I don't plan on ever not having a camera. In fact, watching Maddie Hapoya's video on that, like a Q2 today, I was like, when can I hit the lottery and grab that $6,000? Oh my gosh. That thing, like a, and that, that thing like takes some phenomenal. Oh, I know. I know. But that, I feel like in exactly what he was talking about, that fixed 28 millimeter lens, just to kind of geek out on everybody a little bit, restricts you enough to cause you to be more creative and get shots yeah. that you otherwise would not get because you had a longer lens and you could reach it. Yeah. And I think I, there was times where that was, 
<laughs> running a 24 dirt. Yeah. 24 to 70, uh, Sony lens, you know, I found myself saying, ah, dang it. I just can't get close enough. I just can't get close enough. Well, I had yeah. to get closer. I was, you yeah. know, the only Use your answer. Feet. Use your yeah. feet, get there. And you know, there was a lot of that even, even still now. I mean, obviously new lens will be here tomorrow. Um, but, uh, still, you know, it offered good creativity to get out there, get a little bit closer. I didn't get quite some of the shots that I wanted to get just because my lens wouldn't reach. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's tougher too. When you get on the long end of that lens and you're trying to, to get something that is mm -hmm. really further out than what you can reach. And you yep. think, okay, well, I can probably crop this in a, a little bit and still retain some of that sharpness and get the image that I want to get. Yeah. But while doing that, because you're at the long end and because that object is further away, you have, I mean, you really need it on a tripod or at the very least a monopod just yeah. so you don't have any of that handshake in there blurring that image that you're trying to grab. Well, and that's what, you know, takes you back to what Reed always said uh, when we were shooting bows, magnification magnifies movement. Yep. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That was always his big, his big topic. Uh, we should have had him on the podcast and I just made him join us. Yeah. That'd be fun. But, uh, no, I, I think, you know, you can get a little shaky and it hurts when you're, you got to make sure that shutter speeds up and you get it. Yeah. I, I saw that. I mean, firsthand when Evan got his 70 to 200 lens, right? I mean, the day we left for mm -hmm. our 2021 elk hunt and that was, something he realized right away was he was having a, a real hard time, especially in lower light, getting the sharper images that he wanted to get and trying to handhold that thing in the dark. Mm -hmm. And it just, it wasn't, I mean, he was having to rest it on something and really kind of give that thing a solid base just to get rid of that movement and get the, you know, the sharper image he wanted to get. Cause I mean, you can do some stuff in post to, to denoise and sharpen an image, but yeah. if there's, I mean, if there's too much blur there, there's just too much blur there. Well, and the cameras are strong enough now that you can get away with a lot more than you ever could. If you can grab a focus point, even if it is at a distance, it will pick up very pretty good for the most part. Yeah. With IBIS and, and optic, you know, the optic stabilization and the, the lenses and whatnot, it, uh, it's definitely helped it a massive amount for sure. Oh, hundred percent. And looking forward to doing more of it. That's for sure. I think that I need a new camera too. A second body would be nice, but it would be. I mean, Amazon, to, my, mine's going to have to start paying its way a little more before, <laughs> before I can justify that. How many, how many, uh, how many B and H photo and Adorama cells did you look at over the week? <laughs> uh, well, I did order that set of SD cards cause that was a killer deal and it was on a time limit and I couldn't pass it up. So I got a couple 256 gig cards so that I can have one in each one of my slots on the camera. Um, <clears throat> so now I got a set of 128s and a set of 256s. And if I fill that up, then it's going to take me a long, long time to go through all that. Um, now the big thing I, I'm still waiting on right now is I, I want to upgrade iPads. Um, and I've, I've kind of talked myself out of going to a laptop, which I considered for a little bit. Um, yeah. just the mobility standpoint, being able to, you know, pull the iPad off the keyboard, grab the Apple pencil and retouch all my photos. Um, you know, I can draw graphics if I want to with the pencil that, that the pencil is going to be a, a big jump forward from, the one I'm on now, and I never bought the first gen pencil for this one. Um, 
Welcome to Samson. About it. Even though I had thought about it, um, but going to because I knew I wanted to upgrade iPads, and the Gen Two only works with the newer ones. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's. I mean, there's a with the new M2 chip in them. There's a whole lot of stuff like DaVinci Resolve for video editing coming, mm-hmm. you know, to the iPad now, which I think is going to be huge, especially with all the real stuff going on and even quick YouTube edits and all that. I think it's gonna it's gonna make the the iPad a really super nice tool for when I'm traveling and on the move. I mean, if I'm going on hunts or, you know, coming home or whatever it is, I've, I've got my iMac as far as the desktop and it's a powerhouse, but I need something more mobile. And I think that's going to be the ticket. I really find myself using it all. Um, you know, I will sit down, I will drop my card in this laptop and I will upload a Lightroom via my card from my desktop or from my laptop. Yeah. Let it do all that heavy lifting, pulling all that stuff in. Then I'll sit down, you know, in the chair, I'll grab my tablet and I can edit with it. Or if I'm on the move, obviously Lightroom's hooked to your phone. So you can pretty much keep it going anyway. I mean, once you start a project, it really carries through all things, no matter where I'm at. It does. It's nice having Creative Cloud, and especially it looks like I'm going to be stepping back into Photoshop a little bit, so I'll have that as well. But yeah, the majority of the time, if we're traveling, I've got the card reader. I just pull the card out of the camera, plug it into the iPad, and I dump straight into the Lightroom from there because having the card reader allows me to transfer RAWs, which is the only thing Mm -hmm. I shoot. And uh, I mean, honestly, I'm not sitting in front of my computer all that often (laughs) when I am. It's nice to be able to to dump into Lightroom there because it's, you know, it's nice to be able to organize stuff and, and adjust your workflow. But the majority of the time I'm, I'm running on the iPad pro for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, having Google drive and the different things like that, where you can grab and, you know, I'll grab a lot from Jackson kayak and, and throw it on here and there. And, you know, that gives me a place to house all that information. So it's not clogging up the, uh, clogging up the line. I can yeah. well, it, post it and delete it. It's nice too, yeah, having that on the iPad because then I can go into my photo album and just clear everything because I'm not mm-hmm. worried about having, you know, cell phone photos and stuff like that I've taken to the kids or different things that I'm right. going to screw up and delete that I didn't want to delete because they're on the phone. On the iPad, I don't, I don't put anything on there that can't be deleted. So just yep. clear. It's all, you know, everything that's on there is meant to be trashed at some point. And yep. that's, that's another nice thing about, you know, Lightroom and the cloud cloud and all that once you edit your photos they're there and they're hopefully always there um that's the goal (laughs) yeah right yeah if anybody should have stable servers it's google and adobe so if adobe ever goes out i'm yeah i'm in in trouble i'm I'm in in world world for sure um but yeah so i think advice i don't know we went a lot of different ways Boy, uh, this is, yeah, this is a true. This is, like this that. is like what it's really like talking to us we, driving down the road. We, in case we chase anybody rabbits. ever wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, we chase rabbits like nobody's business. Chase rabbits and squirrels and all kinds of good <clears throat> stuff. And here yep. we are with the most random podcast you've ever heard yeah. in your life. Rabbits um, and squirrels. I saw a possum from the tree this week, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's always fun to get down and like that possum's like right underneath your tree where you didn't know it was. Usually he'll scurry yeah. away. Yeah. I like to hiss a little. It was um, midday. It was midday, which was funny. But, but, uh, you know, I think advice, if we was going to give advice to anybody, especially 
after 2022, I think anybody that's definitely um, serious about being in the social space or being taking their hunting, fishing to the next level, uh, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. yourself. And when approaching companies, find out how you can provide value to them. Yeah, because it's not, uh, you are not the value. It is how you can provide value. Um, Those would be the biggest words that I have um, for anybody. So, um, yeah. If they they needed you, they would have already found you. Um, Yeah, I mean, close it out. That buck. So I'm hoping to get another day or two in the woods back around Christmas. This deer I chased for eight straight days last year. He's been in my mind ever since. Um, eight straight days. He was completely nocturnal, the, except for the last day, which we were at Zoe's first birthday party. He daylights on the 13th, the day I'm not there. I'd been, I, I don't know how many all day sits I had that week, probably six and then a half day. Um, this year, he shows up on cam- on camera for the very first time on the 13th. Last year, he was an 11 point. This year, he's a 13 point. So there's something about this buck and the number 13. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> but he's he's earned the name Lucky. I don't, typically, I don't typically name bucks, but there's just something about this deer, and he's under my skin. So... Well, I hope it. Uh, I hope it doesn't end up like the one that I called the Phantom. Yeah, who made well, a uh, thanks a near Thanksgiving Halloween somewhere in the dead in the middle of that first opening weekend of gun season appearance yeah. every year, and then that was the most disappointing day ever. Yeah. Well, he's got a broken leg now, uh, as of the nineteenth. He was on trail camera video and was not putting weight on that right front. So my hope is that he decides to lay very, very low and makes it through winter okay and heals up and shows back up next year. And I've, I've got his number. So there you go. There you go. Well, guys, we you listened to us ramble for an hour, so we're going to put this thing out of our misery. We will be <laughs> back with the Orion podcast. We've got a guest that we promise there will be a guest December 13th, December 13th. Yeah. Ironic. If it is, uh, if Ironic. it's the one we've been trying to schedule, it'd be well worth the wait. I know we're uh, both looking forward to it. So yes, the one we've been trying, the guest that we've got, uh, we've got on the hook is, uh, it's a good one and, um, we're excited about it. So hope to see him and you guys on the 13th. It may be a pre-recorded deal. We don't know. We're working out the logistics to make this thing happen, and we think you guys are going to like it. So with that, thanks for watching. We'll see you on the 13th. Yep. Buy your own Ryan Coolers, jacksonkayak.com. Buy Acusa X, your local Jackson Kayak dealer. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Later.